Talk Radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7 the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
what you gonna do, I'm a lady, so I must say faster. Gotta keep it hot, keep it together, if I want to get better.
uh, to order things that they may have decided wasn't worth getting going to their car and, and getting these new things. But here's what we're going to talk about today. Uber is being criticized for not doing enough to create a safer environment for their riders. Now, I have to tell you that I, in my retirement, have gotten kind of lazy. And there are times when people ask me for a ride that it is just simply easier for me to call them an Uber and and have it done. I mean, Uber is cheap enough for me to call to do that. The old way, the taxis were extremely expensive. And a lot of times people didn't use taxis unless they didn't have any other choice. So let's be honest. We want to have an honest conversation about what is a person's responsibility for their own safety and should technology be controlled because people don't care enough to keep themselves safe. It is suggested that there are 103 Uber drivers across the nation right now and probably even more who have assaulted their customers and who are in jail or going to jail or going to be prosecuted. And part of those issues, as I read the article uh, that I sent everybody, part of the issue is these people suggest that Uber has an obligation to keep them safe or portray itself as safe. Now, is Uber, the owners of Uber, supposed to keep you safe from your own personal behavior? I realize that there are people who are drivers for Uber who probably are demented in some fashion or another, take advantage of you if you were fully awake. That might happen. But in most of these instances, these people are going out, drinking themselves into a stupor, calling Uber, and now saying, listen, I have done something I shouldn't have done. I now want you to safely take me home and make sure that nothing happens to me between the club and my house while I am out cold from drinking. Today about personal responsibility, corporate responsibility, and employee responsibility. How do these overlap? How do we deal with the fact that there are a lot of young people and old people too who have new opportunities for jobs and for financial gain because of Uber but people now want to suggest that Uber is out of control and that because their their inability to control themselves, Uber has a um, obligation to take care of them. So let's have a real conversation today about how is whose responsibility is it to take care of you 
when you go spend the night out drinking and then it's time to go home and you want a safe ride home. Uh, how are you doing this evening, Cheryl? Welcome back. Um, we just, you know, I, I ran across this story where a young lady um, drank herself to the point where she was knocked out in the backseat of a Uber car, her and her girlfriend. They made it home, but after making it home, realized that one of them were had gotten sexually assaulted. Good evening. And, and now she feels as though Uber is responsible. What obligation um, do we have? What obligation does the company have, and what obligation does the young lady have to keep themselves safe? Well, first of all, I'm going to say that um, there's advantages, and then there's always disadvantages to everything that we have, mostly everything um, technology that we have or new that's coming out. And the Uber case, and I'm just thinking, you know, it was designed for those, just like um, cabs were, for those who were too intoxicated to drive home. They did not have a designated driver. And I'm not saying it's totally um, created for that, but that's one of the uses you know that the um that someone would call a Uber. Now it's the individual and why the person and I don't know why they would get that intoxicated where that they would totally pass out. Um, and here again, it's not the business; it's the end. Indiv- it's people. People are always the ones that make these things that happen happen. And this is an employee that used Uber to his advantage to rape, you know, these individuals. Same thing with all the other Uber drivers. Um, We're hearing a lot about it because it's a big company. But we have raped every single day that we don't hear about it because it's not a big company that's um, – blasting it and the people make up the company so if we can't do a better job at investigating a lot um, as much as we could about the individual and I know we can't catch every single thing but social media will tell you a lot individuals um, I'm sorry you know that this in, these incidents happen because this is that's ridiculous because I mean people want to be able to feel safe from one place to another and that you know no matter what condition that they're in but then also as a responsible adult I wouldn't get even if I drank which I don't I don't think that I would get that intoxicated that I'm not enough where I know what's going on around me. I may not be able to drive, but not to the point where I don't know anything that's going on around me, pass out, throw, and all of this. And again, I want to say, I do not drink. I'm not against nobody who do drink, but I don't drink. And um, 
So I can see, you know, there's a lot of advantages in this business Uber itself. But it's the people who make it up. And for the company, that leaves them responsible for hiring people like this. Now, can they? Can you find everything out? No, you can't. But, I mean, you can do your best, and a lot of it is social media. If you dig in social media, you can find a lot, a lot that's not seen, you know, by the person maybe, but they definitely display it on social media. So I guess that's kind of what I have, you know, um, to say about the Uber situation. <laughs> well, D, you need to know that people all over the country or corporations all over the country try to implement uh, procedures that will allow them to weed out bad seeds. Uh, and we know that, you know, from Starbucks to everybody else, they're trying to get people who are going to help them make money. We also know that Uber is allowing people to use their personal cars in order to reduce costs and to get more people to use Uber as a method that they of uh, getting home they, they wouldn't have used because of the high-priced cab. So it keeps us safer uh, by having people not be on the road because, you know, when you can pay $14 to get home, why risk your license and your car when you get $14 is nothing if that's what you're going to do. But at the same time, how who, who is the responsible party? Uh, you have the right to drink, but do you have the right to drink yourself uh, into the point where you, you are no longer safe, and then you put your hands in the, uh, uh, the hands of a Uber driver? Uh, what 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 obligation are do you have to yourself to keep yourself out of harm's way? Well, good evening, everybody. Michelle, nice to have you back. Uh, you know, I I think that, that personal responsibility has to be the utmost uh, uh, issue that uh, in, in this scenario. Um, you know, for those who want to make the, the argument that uh, Uber should try to make uh, their envi- the environment safe, safer for their customers, well, the same argument could be made for gun manufacturers. Uh, the same th- argument should, should and could be made for Facebook or social media as a whole. That being, um, you know, uh, Instagram, they put the end and everything on Instagram. And uh, any any child under the age of 13 got a cell phone these days or, or a smartphone, they can be watching anything you wouldn't even know it. Um, the same argument can be made uh, to of, of a Craigslist. Uh, we all heard of the situation where uh, the real estate, female real estate um, uh, person um, placed the ad and somebody answered the ad and, and she met the person at the house and the person killed her. So, um, you know, uh, technology is not necessarily the problem. The, the dark side of people and deplorable personalities uh, is, is actually the problem. 
Um, you know, the moral issues that we have in our country, we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, technology just made the craftiness of these people uh, more accessible to the things that they want to do anyway. Uh, with a little cunning and ingenuity, uh, they can uh, pose a dummy business, and when you show up to the office, there's no furniture, and just nobody you there but you and that person. So, you know, um, regulations, I guess, um, is going to be one of the things that uh, that we all have to consider. Um, you know, um, on a local level, uh, even a, a federal level, these issues have to be brought to the forefront. They really, they really do because uh, we hadn't seen nothing yet. All right, we all heard heard about, about how the person died at the hands of a uh, uh, self-driving uh, automobile, and um, so you know the person that wanted to uh, trust their life to these technologies um, is almost like you know in a matter of time things will catch up with you. Thank you. Important that we realize that there are some things that are beyond control, that there is always an element of human evil that creates a wait for an opportunity for someone not to be at their best. Here in Orlando, we had a young lady who lived in a real professional and high-rise, had the most safety that you can think of, and she uh, went out on a night of drinking, came back, and her security person is now in jail for her death. So when she came back, she made it home. But her doorman or her security person sought the opportunity to take advantage of her. And so people who are willing to go out and drink to the point that they are so intoxicated that they can't control themselves, how can they truly ask America safe, knowing how despicable some people are, Cheryl? You know, you can't put yourself out there in an uncontrollable situation and then ask everybody to be your safety net. Uber is a corporate entity that tries to find good employees to offer a good service at a low price. And you have to know what you're getting. You're getting a person that can take you home. Are they the person that you want to totally knocked out by when when they're trying to offer you that service. So you have to ask yourself, whose control do you want to be under? Well, you know, really, we have Cheryl? to be. Re- Can you hear me? I hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. You know, we have I to be responsible. Cheryl, we have to be responsible adults. And when we think about certain things, you know, we just don't put ourselves 
in those situations. Clearly sees that, you know, this person, these individuals are not being as responsible as they could be. Now, that does not give them, the Uber driver, that right to do what they do either. But because of the things that happen in this time, day and time, we have to be more cautious of the situations that we put ourselves in. You know, we can't go around thinking that it's going to happen to everybody else but never me. And that's the first thing that people say, oh, I never would have thought that it would happen to me. I've seen this and heard this, but I never would have thought. Well, think, if it happened to anyone else, it can happen to you as well. So we got to be more responsible in the decisions that we make because we really don't know who we are riding with. And sometimes, you know, if we have to, we may have need to stay on the phone with somebody until we get from one place to another. And that's one thing I totally believe is that, you know, checking in with somebody that somebody knows, you know, where you are at and that you are safe at all times. You know, as y'all know that um, I just lost a person to cancer and his wife, she, she finds it a need to call me when she's driving from one place to another to let me know, meaning somebody to know where she is and just checking in. Not that I got to know your business, you know, and not that she feel like she have to tell me everything going on in her life, but it's just saying I'm trying to be safe. And in that case, I mean, we got to, we got to be more responsible and we got to start doing things that don't put us in harm's way. And D, I'm not, I'm not insensitive uh, to women or insensitive. You know, I'm six six and a big man. I'm not. There's certain places I'm not going to go, uh, and I have the right to go and come and do whatever I want to. But I have situations I'm not going to put myself in. Uh, just because I have the right to do it. You know, you can't uh, suggest that it is okay for you to go out on a night of drinking and drink so much, and we all know that women are smaller, and because of their small smallness most of the time, they, um, don't, they're not able to drink as much as men. So you, you can't be out there putting yourself in a bad situation and, and then want to hold other people accountable. Well, James, you know, um, and listening to Ms. Cheryl uh, um, make, make her point, um, sometimes we have to get back to the uh, to the table and, and to the necessity of, uh, of re-educating, re-educating all of ourselves, old and like. And here's my point when I say that. You know, there are people that are hell-driven to wait for opportunity, and you said that word, and that, that and that's the that's the point, 
to wait for opportunity to do their ill will uh, upon uh, unsuspecting people, persons that 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 frequent the nightlife, person that think that everything in this world is good, and and then when they come into a compromised situation, that person is there to do them harm. Um, you know, you have some people that are crafty enough uh, to hide their true self. And those are some of the most dangerous people in the world. The persons that when you talk to that person, they are crafty enough to hide from you who they really are. And so, um, you know, and uh, so, you know, we had to teach our children, we had to teach our girls not to put themselves in compromised situations. Like Michelle would say, even as an older grown person, when people are alone in this world now, it's good to buddy up going forward now. It's good to buddy up. When you when you see everything on the news and on, on reality TV, that stuff is real. It's real and, and, and it's happening. So it's good to buddy up. It's good to teach our boys not to try to make friends. You know, you, you really have to use some discernment or uh, some some character uh check or or, or or background check on just about everybody you know because now there are men that has this thing of being on the download and you don't know who they are until they get you in a drunken super compromised situation and then uh, you're going to find out something different than, than what you thought so education you know as grim as that may sound all those all those examples that I have given it's best to be safe in 2018 going forward because still there's more yet to come. Hey, I know you just came off the board, and we're talking about how there are several cases of women suing Uber uh, because the Uber driver has sexually assaulted them. But in many of these cases, these women had gone out and just drunk themselves to the point where they were unconscious. And uh, some of them, uh, you know, have found themselves when they wake up the next morning that they have uh, been taken advantage of. So we ask, we're talking about personal responsibility. Uh, should one go out and drink themselves to the point where they're asking uh, the general public to uh, make sure they get home safe and then want to sue not only the person who assaulted them, but the company that is providing the service. Uh, We can't make sure that every employee in the world is going to do the right thing. So we're talking about what is our personal responsibility, what is the driver's responsibility, and what is Uber's responsibility, and how do all those things come together? What, What are your thoughts about personal responsibility when you go out on the town and you want to remain safe? Oh, well, um, in my opinion, um, well, speaking from experience, um, when we went out during our, my college years, we always had a designated person to make sure that we was all safe, just in case, you know, we got too lit to the point where we couldn't, you know, which you shouldn't get that, you know, get that intoxicated or to the point where you don't really know where you are. But you should be able to have someone just in case you overdo it to make sure they're watching out for you, the more responsible one. 
But if I'm going out myself alone, I'm not I'm not gonna be under the influence of anything. I need to watch my surroundings to make sure everything's, you know, great. And as far as um Uber is concerned, if they do background checks or I'm not sure exactly their hiring process, because from what I understood, basically anybody who has a car could be an Uber driver. Now, I'm the type, I don't deal well with strangers driving, you know, riding along with them, so I would take an Uber to get from point A to point B. My best uh, solution would be to make sure you have a designated person who's not going to get drunk, who's not going to do this, uh, so they can watch out for the friends. And if I'm out alone, then that's my personal responsibility. It's, it's my responsibility to make sure that I don't get, I don't go overboard. Because while people should respect other people's uh, body and their space and all that good jazz, they really don't. I mean, they'll just be honest. They don't. So at what point do self take responsibility for how other people uh, come at them? Well, we all need to recognize, Jay, that there's some evil people out there. You know, you got people who don't respect the boundaries of the elderly when it comes to uh, sexual activity. And so it is important, you know, when I read these stories about this lady who uh, one of the things was she she and her friends talked about a designated driver, but then she said, no, let's use Uber because so all of us can get drunk. And see, that's the point, You you know, you cannot put your hand in the safety of others and think there's going to be a positive outcome because you don't know who that person is. You don't know who that person is if you use a cab. Uh, so we have to really recognize and appreciate that there are just people out there who are criminal-minded, uh, Cheryl, and who will take advantage of you if you find if you find yourself not in the right state of mind? Uh, just like if you had thousands of dollars in your pocket, you should be able to walk around on any street in America. But you and I know that if you're drunk and you walk in the street, there's bound to be somebody who's willing to go through your pocket. You're absolutely correct, and. That's the reason why I say, you know, we always have to be on guard, you know, in everything that we do. And we can't exclude and say that these things that we hear of every day will never happen to us because they will. So we can't, um, and, you know, and like I said, in this day and time, we have to do things um, for safety, you know, um it's not smart that everybody um, is going out and everybody wants to get drunk. You know, um, we have to have a responsible person, um, somebody that will look after, you know, the whole game. And um, and any, any business, anything you're going to find that there are going to be some bad seeds. And as much as we try to wean them out, you know, sometimes it's impossible. And, you know, I want 
say too. I don't think that they do. Now I can't say my niece. She she's an Uber driver. Um, I know two people in um, Tennessee that are Uber drivers, and I didn't hear them say that they had a background check. But I I'm not certain, so I'm not going to say that that's not one of their requirements. But um, maybe they need to do, and not only them, a lot of other businesses, you know, even personality um, questionnaires and, you know, those kind of things um, because it'll help eliminate quite a bit of things. Now, will it help eliminate everything? No, it won't because, you know, a lot of times people want to outsmart the system and they do get away with it. So, no, we need to go a little bit deeper, you know, when asking the um, questions and are they still tests. And um, I think, you know, like Joyce said about um, role playing, because you can actually tell how a person feels about another person based upon the role or the situation that they're in. I know there's a lot of um, tests for um, um, different companies that you take to find out, um, you know, just where you are mentally and are you capable of handling the type of job that you're looking for. So, um, and I can't say that they hire so easily everywhere because it's not like it used to be where you can walk in and you can start working, you know, uh, the next day or two days later, you got a whole process now. I mean, you got the all the different interviews and you have um, background checks. So we got a lot of things, but I mean, is every company doing it? And what one company is not doing, is it enough? And should they be doing more? That's a question. Well, it is. It is my understanding that Uber uh, is very concerned about your vehicle. I think your vehicle cannot be any more than three to four years old. And um, they do check your driving credentials because they take your driver's license and that kind of thing. But I'm not sure about how much further they go in terms of uh, your background check. I'm sure they do to see if you have some criminal behavior. Uh, but, gee, one of the problems is is that this is a company that is providing a lot of people with uh, additional money and uh, that, they're, you know, they're doing a service for a lot of people who who could not afford the traditional care and who could not, um, get you know, getting to work, uh, you know, getting uh to the pick up their child for daycare, uh, they the traditional cab was too expensive. So now we have a downside. Should we uh, be so concerned about the downside and people's personal responsibility to weigh uh, what is is positive? Well, James, you know. Uh, uh, well, you, you didn't know, but my oldest son is a Uber driver, and um, you know the the chip falls both ways. Um, 
<clears throat> you know, when you're an Uber driver or a cab driver at night, uh, you're just as much as at danger as the patron could be in in the the flip side of the coin. Um, you know, you're picking up people who you don't know who who they are, you don't know what their intent is, so that can fall kind of uh, either way. Uh, I have another concern. Uh, you know, when it comes down to uh, checking the uh, credentials of the drivers, uh, you're right. Uh, the main concern is based upon the the year of the car, uh, whether or not the car is in. Uh, um, great working condition. He has air conditioning and things of that sort. You know, when it comes down to the uh, the fact that the Uber driver is a pretty much a self-contracted, uh, and I think that's the case, um, then the background check and all of that uh, does not play much of a role as if it was a corporate uh, situation. Now, but uh, my theory is that if it's not a contract situation right now, then I think that in the very near future, Uber is going to be contracting uh, certain areas out to be served under their name. And in that way, um, the contractor would set the criteria on whom he hires um, and, and, and the fact that how bad the driver needs a job and how how serious the demand for that position to be filled. Uh, all of that will come into play when it comes down to swiftly hiring a person and kind of overlooking the vetting or whatever that, that process would be under normal conditions. So, um, you know, but uh, like Ms. Audrey will probably say, regulatory uh, actions should be implemented uh, going forward for a lot of these technologies, including social media, uh, because we, the people, uh, are subject to be victimized by persons who have uh, ill intent uh, with using um, these technologies. Thank you. You know, I find um, that I'm not afraid of new technology and um, new businesses like this. I think Uber provides a safer environment for their driver uh, because he doesn't use any cash. I mean, you uh, you can't rip off a, uh, a ride because the ride is paid for the moment you, you use your credit card. So the person can't rip off the ride uh, by jump, you know, getting in and paying when you got to pay at the end. To me, Uber has less downside for the the driver. Now there is an issue with when you get in anybody's car, you don't truly know who they are. Uh, the Uber people are able to send you the face and the model of the car, so nobody can just come up and say, "Oh, I'm your Uber driver." Uh, they can, but you can easily recognize whether or not that car uh, is the model that was sent to your phone. Um, so I think we we have a lot of ways that that these drivers are again benefiting our society, uh, but we can't you can't expect them um, to be the person that's going to make sure you get under your covers at night, uh, Cheryl. You can't expect that they're going to be the person that is going to um, 
make sure everything else after your evening is done is going to be a safe a safe one. I think you're asking that company too much. Yeah, that is. But also one of the things that we're asking the company is to um, to provide us with safe drivers. And I don't think that that's a lot um, to ask. And, you know, the actions, whether positive or negative, it all reflects on the company that they work for. Now, they don't intentionally hire people like this, but this is a person that's clearly sick and using um, the Uber driving to his advantage. But in the overall, I think that, you know, it's great because what they thought about, they thought about, you know, no robbing, um, you getting to know who actually is coming to pick you up. You can see their face, providing you with the um, driver's license um, tag um, number. They're providing you with the make and the model of the car so you can see that. I mean, you know, they're trying to, they, they're trying to think of a lot of things when they, um, when they actually, you know, put together the company, but, you know, whoever thinks that you're going to hire somebody that's going to put their customers in danger. So that's one of the things, and I was still waiting for a response back. I did text somebody about do they do the um, background check. But um, if not, I'm pretty sure it's going to eliminate, um, you know, a lot of them. So, again, I'm still um, trying to find that answer out because that will tell you a lot as well. Uh, Andre, we're talking today about a new technology, and you and I are always talking about how new things may uh, create uh, more unemployment. Uh, But here we have a situation where Uber drivers, Uber, the Uber app, is allowing people to make money on the side when they're not in, when they're not employed by another agency or they're making full-time money. They're keeping the driver safe because he's not accepting any money. He's being paid at the end of the day or end of the week, um, and you're paying the app service first. Uh, but there are people who are now suggesting that these drivers are sexually assaulting they're um, the people who ride with them. Uh, how much responsibility does the Uber driver and the corporation have to your safety when you go out and drink and get drunk and cannot um, make sure that you uh, get home safely? Who's responsible? You know, what, what, what happened to personal responsibility? Well, Marvelous Monday, that's exactly what I was thinking as you were sharing that, that while the company has um, the responsibility to do due diligence, uh, put the expectation and the guidelines out there, but ultimately it's always the employee responsibility. Uh, It's my understanding that they hire only adults, 
That means adults understand fully the choices that we all make every day. There are some consequences that goes along with them, whether it's positive or negative, uh, but we accept those. Uh, Uber can have their guidelines and rules and regulations just as any other company, but it's the person, it's the individual that chooses whether they adhere to that or not. But uh, because of um, the driving scenario in which uh, is involved with Uber, you know, people are paying a fee. They may not be paying the right at the point, but they are paying a fee for a service. And part of that service expectation is to uh, arrive at their destination safely. So when you put me at risk, not only am I as a consumer should be able to sue you personally as well as the company. Well, and I understand uh, the need, you know, the suing process, people put uh, everybody who is aligned with that service. But when you go out and you drink yourself into a stupor and then you go and get into that car, you're putting, you have decided that you don't need to be in control or you don't need to be um, able to, to know what's going on around you and you're going to, let the people around you decide what happens to you. What about their responsibility to keep themselves safe and not allow themselves to be uh, victims because they are now incapacitated? It's still, again, it's going back to that individual. Um, I say, again, it's still going back to that individual. I mean, not only are they, like you say, the the client is paying for a service, but as an individual, you're still making the decision of uh, whether you're not only putting yourself at risk, and if you don't have a passenger at the time, you're still putting other drivers at risk. So you, you still, you're making that individual decision. And each job or responsibility that a person has, um, you have choices every day. If you're working in the school system, the school system have rules and regulation, and if you don't adhere to it, you're putting yourself at risk and, as well as others. Uh, I, I mean, any company that you name, if you don't adhere to the rules, you're putting somebody uh, at risk, including yourself. But that's your personal choice. You're making that personal choice. Hey, D, let me ask you this question. Let's uh set up another scenario. These women got into these Uber cars and were sexually assaulted by the driver. Um, They were taken home, and he went upstairs with them. Um, But let me ask you, if you are drunk and you get into a Uber car and they take you to your destination, they're not responsible to take you to the front door. So what? what, um, when they drop you off on the curb, and then you get kidnapped or you get murdered, is it their fault that when they took you to where uh, you were supposed to go that they didn't give you additional uh, security to your front door? Well, you know, that's a good question, James. You know, um, um, for the for the driver to go the extra mile to walk them up to the, to the step, now we're talking about another driver, not necessarily this to go the extra mile and have compassion like, enough to make sure they get inside. Uh, that's the, the, the person, the client is really uh, betting a lot on the compassion of that driver. Uh, I'm, I'm actually with Ms. Audrey when it comes down to, uh, one, 
needing to take personal responsibility when you when you subject yourself to something like this. Uh, you know, it's not like uh, the police officer that took advantage of the prisoner uh, in the back of his police car. Uh, that person didn't have a choice uh, when he when he was uh, arrested or he or she was arrested. But um, when it comes down to just going out in the town, uh, overindulging, and then putting your actually putting your life in the hands of a of a stranger, I think that's a bit much. So. Um, you know, but does that does that is that person obligated to make sure you go upset? I don't think I would do that because then um, the person could uh, accuse you of almost anything. So I don't know. Thank you. You know, it is is as we talk about this issue, it brings up a lot of different situations, and the reason why I say that is because. Cheryl, you said that you you have. Did you say your daughter is a Uber driver? My niece is. Your niece is. So your niece is a female, and she. What you now? Why should she be obligated when she takes you to your curb? You know, you may have some irate husband inside the house because you weren't supposed to go out. Now she might get involved in a domestic situation because she's trying to make sure you get to your door. I think we have to have some limits to what pe- what people's service is and the service that they're offering you. And the service that Uber is offering you is a curb-to-curb service, is my thinking, and they should not be responsible for your welfare when you've chosen to drink yourself into a stupor. Uh, so there's a lot that goes along with this. We recognize that there are people out there who um, who just don't do what they're supposed to related to their safety. Uh, I have told you all over and over again, I don't go to places where people get shot, and that's why I don't have to worry about going to the Waffle House. I don't go to the Waffle House. I'm going to go to Perkins. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, a lot of other well-known uh, 24-hour places you can go to that have a different clientele than Waffle House. So I'm not one of those people who go to Waffle House. And so when you decide that you want to go out on the town, I think it's perfectly normal if you don't feel like driving to call an Uber driver and get a ride to a play, get a ride to a concert, uh, a, a host of things. But I think you need to be conscious of what you're putting yourself into and recognizing you shouldn't drink yourself to death uh, or drink yourself to the point of intoxication, Andre. You, your self-welfare needs to be included. And I don't know, maybe this is something young, I think young and old people do this. And so um, both young and old people need to be aware of the situations they put themselves in when they're not at their best. Well, look at this, though. Look at the decision they are making, which is right. They have identified whether they have a car or not, but they have identified, listen, I'm intoxicated to a point in which it's not safe for me to drive. So you know what? I'm going to reach out and, and receive a service. You see, I'm receiving a service. So if, it, if I'm the customer, don't be putting the responsibility on me. 
of taking responsibility of the choices that you make. Because I made, as a consumer, I made the choice. I know I'm I'm intoxicated. It's best for me not to drive. Okay, I've made a, even though I may be intoxicated, to me that was a wise decision in more ways than one. And while I may be um, responsible for my surroundings, and yes, but you know what I'm, I'm going to do? I'm going to put the risk and the burden on a company. So I'm going to pay in exchange for this fund, for these funds, you're going to provide a service in which I'm, I'm expecting you to get me to my destination safely. So it's your responsibility, company and individual driver, to make sure that I'm at the best because you, we have some jobs in the company that I work for. Because of um, what we're dealing with, can be it's life-changing. We do random blood, uh, drug testing. Uh, just to make sure that we know the rules and regulations of you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But we know that, to your point, some people choose not to adhere to those. So we have some things in place to help you kind of make the right decision. So that, you know, it may be just the day that you don't know that you're going to get uh, uh, drug tested to make sure that you haven't stayed up uh, all night watching a game, having fun, but you come into work in which we expect you to be at a level in which you can make good decisions, but you're not. So we got, we, we're we testing to make sure, and we we do that throughout the year. So um, that intoxicated consumer for a service. So don't put the responsibility on me like that, James. I, that one right there, it goes back to that individual driver, and it goes to the company. Okay, then, uh, again, I'm going to ask you like I asked Steve. When I get to your apartment complex uh, in front of your building, I'm assuming that they have the obligation to put you in front of your building, or they have the obligation to put you in front of your house. Uh, what after that? Whose responsibility is it to get you from the car to the house? I mean, if you the fall individual. down... The, the- uh, yeah, now that piece that comes back on me. I'm I'm giving you in exchange. My funds is in exchange for a ride. So once you have safely driven me to my destination, yeah, your responsibility in there. However, as a good American, or I, and I can't say American at this time with the president, but I just say as a good person, just as a good citizen, as just a good human being. If you see a person that's maybe not at a level of what their thinking capacity uh, can and should be, then at that time you make another individual the good neighbor uh, law. But, you know, you're not obligated by your company to make sure, but sometimes that's just as a good neighbor you will make a decision such that um, that person can be at their destination. All right. Uh the uh, I I I can see where people would say now. You ready? You paid me. You paid me to get you here to this curb in front of your house. Now, if you fall and you sleep the rest of the night at your door, or you fall prey to somebody see you stumbling, that's not on me. But Jane, you know, I, I like that scenario that you that you gave, especially when you said that uh the, the intoxicated person probably wasn't supposed to go out and that night and or uh when they get home the husband is back from his trucking run 
and he's back, and, and the wife is not at home, and, and you helping this wife get home, and she all intoxicated. That's going to be pretty ugly. That's going to be pretty ugly. Uh, but uh, let me say that, uh, you know, back in my when I was younger, uh, I guess I was about 20, 21, I was a cab driver in Atlanta. And um, and I drove uh, in the Peachtree area district, uh, Peachtree and uh, Ponce de Leon. Uh, which was uh, alive all night long, and there was a lot of money, money to be made. Uh, but in that, uh, you know, you get people in your car that that's highly intoxicated. They leave money in your car and and this, that, and the other. And so um, I think my point is that, um, you know, if a person is going to be a driver, uh, you know, if, if they choose the daylight, if they choose the daytime hours to be a driver, then they're going to get people going to the airport, people that are going to uh, um, businesses and, 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 the, and the fashion mart and stuff like that. If you drive at night, then that whole spectrum is going to change. So just like the police officer that took advantage of that person being a, a nighttime officer on the beat, you actually become a part of that nightlife. And so you have to be kind of clear about that. My son uh, was a night driver, and he chose not to be a part of the, the night driving because that life will give you the opportunity. And you said that word. And, you know, if you have opportunity, if it's not as dangerous as one might hope, then, yeah, you uh, you will be putting yourself in a situation. Sorry about the noise. I'm going to gas station. Thank you, James. All right. You know, uh, let's take a short break, and then we'll come back and continue this conversation. You know, it's, but it is to be said that we really need to ask ourselves if we want to be put in these vulnerable
This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. Please call in at 657-383-0309. That is 657-383-0309. We're here so that you can have a voice. Guys, let me just tell you before the end of the show that I think it's real important that people, people take responsibility for their lives. And if you truly love yourself, you should not be putting yourself in positions where people can take advantage of you. And when you go out at night and you drink to the point of intoxication, you leave yourself open to people who might drop uh, pills into your drink. You leave yourself open to people who will uh, maybe take you somewhere that you don't want to go. Uh, you have to clearly ask yourself, how much fun is it to get so drunk that you don't know where you are and who you're with? And I think this is a question that needs to be asked if you truly love yourself. Uh, we cannot um, ask the world to keep us safe, choose not to keep ourselves safe by our behavior. Uh Cheryl, what are your final thoughts about that? I mean, there's some responsibility for your personal safety that you have to be willing to take. And you're right. Um, I just found out that um, there is a background check for Uber and Lyft as well. Um, We do. We can't put the responsibility always off on someone else. It's easier to shift the blame, but we have to do our part as well. Just as um, Uber or any other company, they have to do their part, um, the environment safe for their customers. So, you know, the things that we do, and like I always say, we can always do better. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It is so important that you all continue to support me by calling in so that we can have these kind of conversations. I just thank you for continuing to support me. And we missed you a few days, Cheryl, but it is so soft, um, so nice to have you back. Uh, we will be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time as we continue to want to make sure that our voices are heard loud and clear. We can't allow others to speak for us. It's important that we speak for ourselves. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Father, help your children and don't let them the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find